Hi, Gay. Welcome to the Just Gaming Things podcast. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I was I not expecting that. Right oh my lord. We're bringing you an all career perspective on all the video games, gaming news, and nerdy stuff. All Saturdays, every single Saturday, and all of the Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and then usually Sunday or Monday on YouTube. Time is a flat circle. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I'm kicking over my camera. I'm Spin Blend. I am not kicking my camera. I'm Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Koga Jangles. My camera's over there, so I'm not about to reach. I'm sashaying away from my camera. <laughs> Dextralicious. Signing in. Oh, God. Oh, the chaos <laughs> has begun. And we are into it. Listen. We gotta have a little bit of fun in the clowning portion of the podcast, because, like, our main story this week is very sad. Yeah. So yeah. We can't. Yeah. We gotta keep morale up. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of which, should we get into it? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Brace ourselves for for our man story. Yeah. Basically. Okay. If you've been following gaming news at all this week, you know about uh, the lawsuit that has come out against Activision Blizzard um, because of just years and years of sexual harassment towards women and discrimination against women. And there, there's like a whole lawsuit document. It's publicly available. I read it. Um, I recommend... If you're gonna read it, definitely um, content warnings for like just horrific uh, sexual harassment mm -hmm. and like they it discusses the suicide of a of an employee. So definitely like take care of yourself, preserve your your own health. Um, don't I I would recommend that like staying informed like. But staying informed does not have to come at the cost of your own mental health. If something in this in this like lawsuit document is genuinely going to be harmful for you to read and experience, don't just don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to get into. But they described the environment at Activision Blizzard as like a frat boy culture. They talked about like various instances of sexual harassment, um, discrimination against women, like unequal like pay and promotions and um, and policies that made uh, women's lives more difficult at at Activision Blizzard. And it's just. It's a lot. It's a really heavy read. And I basically like my thoughts on all of this and like everybody's response to it is I understand everybody being disgusted. I read this and I was disgusted, but I was not surprised. If if you've been just anywhere near the gaming industry or like 
have ever like spoken to a woman in your life you know that like it's easy it's easy for this kind of thing to happen because like I feel like a lot of men get like really defensive and want to do like the oh I would never do something like that oh I would not never. all men not all men and it's like the this is what happens when you have only men in positions of power and you have a group of men that are all like hyping each other up and like bringing out the worst instincts in each other and they're allowed to act on those without fear of consequences this is what happens when you have exclusively male leadership and every single man is capable of being horrible to women like including me i'm not gonna like let myself off the hook you know um i just i think i think like part of getting into um a journey of like like becoming becoming a better ally to women becoming a better better like person is recognizing the that like you might never do something like this but like every man is capable of doing something like this like you know mm -hmm. yeah so that was kind of that was kind of my thoughts on it um i i saw like a lot of men on the timeline being like women are safe around me i would never and it's like because mm. it's, it's the time for you to make it about you yeah right and the thing with that is like you can say that you would never do it but where's your like activism in helping prevent that for others you know like exactly it, don't make it about you make it about like how you're gonna help people instead of just being like oh i would never do that but like you're allowing it to happen mm -hmm. or like not paying attention to it happening right yeah like for sure because like you can have the best of intentions and it's like even small things like not like when there's kind of like th the the expression of like locker room talk and you don't speak up you're actively particip not participating but you're in like complicit in it right um and people do it for multiple reasons like it doesn't mean that you're a terrible person if you don't speak up because sometimes people don't speak up out of fear uh for their you know own you know careers for their own you know well-being um because unfortunately, a lot of these people that have a lot of power, they're not usually questioned or, you know, confronted because of those fears, because people, you know, there there was so many like stories and a, a lot of the common threads are like, oh, but this is like a dream job of mine or I'm working for a company that I've admired and like all of these things. And it's like people don't want to risk it because then it's like. Are people even going to believe me if I say something? Do I just leave and look unprofessional to the rest of the industry and maybe no one else will hire me? Because they will just kind of be like, oh, they just left because, you know, oh, they were too sensitive or, oh, well, they were too this or too that. Um, so, yeah. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's, like you said, like, not surprising. Like, any, I feel like any non-cis white male person hasn't had the best experience, no matter what the industry is, just in the workspace 
in general, the casual, you know, like racism, transphobia, homophobia, um, so much that takes place, like, like even just the comments, even if it's not like an active thing where people are like physically harassing or doing horrible things, there's, you know, the comments, like the locker room talk that I was kind of talking about. And like one of my huge pet peeves in this whole thing is that the expression frat boy culture is used a lot. And it's like, frat boys are like college kids. These are grown ass adults. Let's not, let's not, you know, not to say that, you know, a lot of college kids are technically adults. Some of them are. So, you know, obviously hold them to the same standard. But what I'm trying to say is like, even by referring to it as that, it kind of minimizes the severity of the situations, right? Because you're just like, oh, they're just, you know, frat boys, just, you know, it, it, it makes it seem like it's juvenile, it's playful, it's silly, it's, you know, unprofessional at most, but it's like, no, these people are crossing boundaries. Um, and oftentimes, of course, with, you know, anyone who's, a non-men in the industry uh so i that's kind of a thing and i also don't like the idea that uh, sometimes when these conversations happen it's it's like people bring up the the idea of like oh it's not just in the industry it's not just this it's not just that and it's like i get that i get what the point is of what they're trying to say but at the same time, it's like, if an issue is being highlighted about a specific industry, why why do people, some people, feel the need to try to make it a broad thing? Why do people try to make it seem like, you know, like, no, let's address the issue in the industry, you know? It's not... One thing that I will say that we could make a broader thing of is that this is not just an Activision Blizzard thing, right? This is just one example of... A lot of shitty situations that happened under them. We don't know, and there's probably situations we will never know of that probably happened across the gaming industry as a whole. So, um, yeah, and that that's kind of a thing that I wanted to bring up. And uh, just lastly, because uh, I don't want to rant too much, for people who are not aware, because I know that there's some people who are like podcast listeners or they're in the you know, they casually take a part of the gaming industry, but they don't really know, like, who develops what and who's responsible for what. And last week we had a conversation about um, how there were, like, inside conversations within, like, Ubisoft of, like, oh, it's not profitable to fire people who are being shitty. So let's not make it profitable. So Activision is responsible for games such as Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro... Tony Hawk, Blizzard, which is under the same uh, umbrella, is responsible for Overwatch, Warcraft, Hearthstone, for example, and they also own King, which is um, like a huge mobile developer, like with Candy Crush and other games. Um, so what I'm trying to say is um, boycotting is an option, and after all of the articles came out, suddenly... Like, yesterday, they were like, oh, let's celebrate the crash anniversary with a bundle. And so, 
what I'm trying to say is speak with your wallet because sometimes mm-hmm. they will listen if they don't see the profit. Um, so if you if you can boycott, which I don't know why you wouldn't be able to, because it's just like don't don't spend money on them. Um, then I would say be mindful of that. But yeah, with, with the, the with the anniversary thing, especially like. Um, I was just like scrolling through my feed and I saw that somebody like had the dates of the anniversaries of like the actual games and it was like June 20th, June 30th and September 16th. So like they're just caught like there's it's literally like in between those two anniversaries. So we know that they released that just to do that. And it's just it's not the first time nor will it unfortunately be the last but I just, especially with, like, Blizzard Activision, they have been so commonly doing this, for the most part, from what I've seen. It's, like, probably because I mostly followed, like, what goes on with them, for the most part. But it's just, like, because when they had the Free Hong Kong situation going on, they, like, fired, they, like, fired the esports player. And then two seconds later, that BlizzCon, they were, like, oh, here's this, like, person of color that's going to be playable. But then, like, we haven't seen anything of that character since because they're, one, Overwatch 2 exclusive, and two, we don't know anything about Overwatch 2. And then they had that whole other issue about their workplace thing, surprise, surprise, and then two seconds later they announced Overwatch 2 with just a trailer, and then we never got anything else. So us rolling back to this and then, like, finding out that this came out and then... From what I hear, like, Overwatch was like, oh, here's a new map that's coming. It's just, I can't stand that they have, like, an emergency thing for if things blow up, they're like, oh, let's diffuse. Like, I just, all these companies are evil, but I just feel like this is particularly, like, diabolical and, like, the way they're just trying to hide people that are like actually suffering behind stuff because they know people are just going to hype their stuff up regardless. So it's just, it's hard to believe and like put your finger on like this thing can like actually happen, but it does. I mean, on, oh boy. Um, unfortunately it's this type of thing in the industry is like almost nor pretty much normal and it, it shouldn't be. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people who do work in the industry who have to deal with these type of things are afraid to speak up because it puts their career at risk and everything else. And a lot of them, you know, can't afford to do that. Um, for me, it's, I mean, because for the, over the past week, uh, we've talked about like how we can do better and, you know, about, you know, not supporting them and things of that nature. And then it's like how they go about, you know, you know, of course, their regular old PR and how they say things and they release, you know, another game and, and things like that. And I definitely do agree with the, you know, the notion that you have to speak with your wallet. Though I know better, gamers don't speak with their wallets, even when it negatively impacts them. People and a lot of people don't care about issues when it doesn't impact them. And this is kind of my fear about all this. I feel like unless something really big happens, comes out of this. It's going to blow over again and it's going to be back to where we were and people are going to keep buying it because uh, I definitely agree like about boycotting and things like that. But like, I, I don't know, like I've just, I know how people are 
There's some people who don't care. They don't care about any of that. They're going to buy it anyway, and they're going to keep doing that because this, what's happening, does not affect them. They're not, they may not, some of them are going to say it. <laughs> I've seen it, but some of them aren't going to say that. They're going to do it anyway, and that's a large number. I mean, if it's Call of Duty, it's, it's unfortunately going to sell you know, regardless. And then you also have you know, content creators. And that's, that's another thing. You know, some are going to feel that you know, they don't want to play it anymore. Some of it, it is their main thing, whether it be Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and it's like, okay, do we switch to something else that could affect their income? And that's like a whole nother area to go into because for some of them, it's not as big of a deal. And for some of them who focus off of one thing, depending on their situation, like with family, like could understand why they may keep doing so. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, you know, if you're, you know, still buying everything, it still unfortunately continues to add into that. Now, if you're someone who already, you know, has the product, I mean, do I have an issue with someone like still playing it on their own time? Not really. I mean, you already have it. You do whatever it is you please with it. But I, I would, I would hope that, you know, maybe just, it's, I don't know. Like I, I would, I really do want things to change for the industry because I do love the industry, but there, there are reasons to why I don't want to get too involved in the industry. Um, I've known about these type of things for a while. I used to want to be a game developer. Some of these reasons are why I didn't bother. <laughs> like, I feel like I would start hating it, to be completely honest. But I honestly don't know what more we can really do to change things. It, it has to be so many more people on the same page. And history has shown that us as humans are not ever. And it just feels like it's always going to be like this battle that we'll have to fight regardless. And of course, we're going to keep fighting because there is progress made. I'm not going to act like it's the exact same. It's slow progress. But there has to be more people who understand that these type of things are not okay. These companies doing this isn't okay. Because the companies, they're not going to change if they don't have to. Their job, their thing is to make money. That's why they do what it is they do. It is not to be well, let's do the right thing here. Let's do what's good. No, they're not. They're going to do what makes money first. And if they have to step over people, they'll do it. They've done it. They will continue to do it if they can. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what more we can really do except to keep trying to fight that. But it just really sucks when you really look at it in a scope of how many people don't care about it. And it almost makes it feel helpless. And I feel very... Sorry for the people who continue to have to deal with this. And they make, you know, these great games and put their effort and time into it and they're living their dreams. And for some of them, it's, it's a nightmare. That's, that's not how I want the industry that I love to be. But I really wish it was as easy to change as me saying what we can do. Because unfortunately, there's a lot that won't. And the companies will do whatever they can to stay afloat. Yeah, and I mean, you can yeah. see it in the replies, right? Like, if you ever make the mistake of going into the replies of any of these, uh, you know, the journalists speaking out about this, any of the developers speaking out about this, of their own experiences, 
Uh, first of all, don't go to the replies. I definitely recommend not doing that. But if you do, it definitely proves Koga's point of like people not being on the same page at all. Like people defending them, people being like, what about the other developers? Uh, like, it, it's just it it's just so messy. Because um, I think people oftentimes think that when someone is criticizing a company that they're criticizing every single employee there. And I'm like, I don't know. That's not what I'm talking about. Like when we're saying like we're not, you know, the Activision Blizzard is doing a lot of messed up things that they are being literally sued by the state of California. Um, it's not they're not suing every single employee and they're not saying that every single employee working there is a rotted person. That's not what's being said at all. Um, so I, I, I just, I'm not into the idea of the, of people with the whataboutisms uh, coming into the, the, the discussions about this of like, oh, but you know, but I still want to support the people that worked very hard on these games and they aren't terrible. And it's like, they already got paid. We talk about this, like, literally every time. Like, they already got paid. And usually they don't get a bonus because those, like, the regulations and stuff for them to get bonuses are very unrealistic. It's like, oh, unless you get a 100% Metacritic score, uh, we're not getting any bonuses and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's another, like, silly thing as well. Uh, I think people like to make excuses to want to continue to play certain games uh or to be like oh i but i love this game therefore i'm and i'm not a bad person therefore um i will justify it with something else and i yeah it's not it's not great <laughs> to say no, the it's least just, it's just they want to keep playing it because their experience with the game is great enough to where they don't care enough what happens outside of that now, some of them, they'll make, like, oh, or random excuses to why, which I, I don't pay that any attention. Like, I'm not, like, I, I like, I get it. I'm not going to act like I don't get it. But it's like, don't, don't bullshit me. We get it. Don't agree with you, but don't bullshit me. You want to play it regardless of how, if, how that happens. At least just fucking say it. Because right. at least then, I just know to go another fucking direction instead of wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, needless yeah. to say, over here on Just Gaming Things, we're not going to be covering any Activision Blizzard games um, as far as like, you know, oh, the new expansion came out or they have a thing coming. No, we're, we're going to, we may update you on the situation. Uh, that we're talking about today um, or in any upcoming developments but as far as their reaction to it which we haven't really discussed w I think one of the initial reactions was like an internal email saying that the claims were taken out of context and exaggerated and all of that so you know it, their accountability is definitely not a word <laughs> in that building, apparently. In right. the higher-ups offices, for sure. I think my biggest 
issue with like deflections is always like the oh like that was taken out of context and i'm like this stuff isn't good in context (laughs) like context would that ever be okay like right right even if it's like if you're if you're like saying like oh it's like out of context because like it was a joke it's like if if the other person doesn't consent to being like the butt of the joke or whatever it's not okay jokes are supposed to be funny right and this, like, none of this was <laughs> right i just like i think like my biggest like issue well not issue but like the, the one of the like most mind-boggling things in just that short article was like the bar crawl thing or whatever and i was like you know what like men really don't deserve rights like like what the hell is this it, it made zero sense to me like i just this going on in a workplace like I, I could not believe it. I just, I have no words with that. Yeah, like, it really goes to show you, like, what happens when, like, a group of, like, men gets together and there's just zero accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that was just, like, so mind-boggling to me. It's just, like, in what world would that be be okay? With, like, like, what context would be appropriate? Yeah, <laughs> right. like, like ugh, that just blew my mind. And yeah. like, being drunk is not an excuse. No, literally, like, because for the most part, like, even if you're drunk, like, it from from what we see, like, they it's something you were thinking. It's just that you're accomplishing it while you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't think that because you're drunk, it put like ill thoughts in your head because like i guarantee you were already thinking it and even if it is don't get drunk right Right. (laughs) yeah exactly people who who get drunk all the time and manage to not um sexually abuse and harass women right can you believe like Mm -hmm. wow a concept like (laughs) who would have thought (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm, okay I've been under the influences of some things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <go to> that. <laughs> I have never once um, done anything like that while I've been under the influences of things. I've done some ridiculous stuff, but I haven't done anything like that. Like, <laughs> be- being under the influence of something is absolutely an excuse and i don't understand and uh, like and also like why are you drunk at work like or like at work related events (laughs) right drunk at work (laughs) hung over at work just just, yeah it's just it's that was just like a really upsetting read just all around Mm -hmm. and it's just like it really speaks to like what a group of men will can enable each other to do when they know that there's no consequences. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's basically what it boils down to. And unfortunately, it's been a thing for years, long yeah. time. It's just that this one just got out there. But mm-hmm. I, I promise you, these other big corporations, especially some of them who are trying to like, you know, be like, you know, we stand with women. Some of y'all fuckers did it too. Right. 
Yeah, anytime I see, like, I've seen a lot of people, like, on the timeline being like, well, I'm canceling my WoW subscription, time to play this other MMO, time to play this MMO, time to play this game, time to play that game. And it's like, this is an industry-wide problem. Like, just right. because it's not, it's not coming out about other companies right now doesn't mean it's not happening right and i feel like it would be the easy way out to be like oh it's it's just this one company is bad and then i can right. give, my, give money that i was giving to this company to this other company and then everything will be fine but it doesn't work like that <laughs> right and the main like, issue too is because like people just don't fucking believe victims like they have to compile so many instances and proof just to even get it in a court case like they can't that doesn't even say that they're gonna win it's just like they have to like have paragraphs and pages of events that happen so like just because a company didn't like have this come out doesn't mean that there's not like a list in the process of trying to go through and it's just that's even scarier to find out like there's just some that are just like unpublished or like unable to be published and all of these companies and it's just extremely worrying especially if they don't have an hr department there's a lot of things that can happen that won't get documented right yeah or when they do have an hr department and they don't do anything Nope, because they know the person who's like higher up. They're like not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's upsetting. Yeah. But yeah, we we did want to talk about this because um, I do think it it would be um, inappropriate to not mention at all and to just pretend that everything is fine and that nothing was going on at all. Uh, even if these conversations can be hard to have or to listen to for a multitude of reasons, I do think it's important to have them. Um, but yeah, we do want to talk about other stories because we do want to uh, entertain you all and we do want to, uh, you know, kind of not distract you necessarily, but we do we do want to um bring you a little bit of uh, escapism i guess um in a way because that's what uh podcasts can be good for and that's what games are really good for as well um i know a lot of the times i use games as a way of escapism and as um a way of entertaining myself and and all of that so um yeah let's let's move on to other stories that aren't as disgusting shall we material yeah just from disgusting to just clownery you know Mm um so yeah i mean we have talked a lot about the timing of announcements and all that stuff before and um sega recently basically confirmed that they announced the new sonic game a bit prematurely, <laughs> according to them. Um, for people who don't know, during the Sonic uh, 30th birthday live stream, they revealed like a half minute <laughs> trailer that was barely a trailer. Um, and they basically like, just. Sonic is there. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> it's basically like, hey, Sonic is happening, I guess. Yeah, it was um, like run through a forest logo 
did. That was it. Right. Not <laughs> even a logo. Was. Yeah. I thought it's why have the symbol oh. or whatever. Right. So um yeah, they, they said that um Quote, while it was a bit premature, I wanted to at least take the occasion of the 30th anniversary to announce that a brand new title was in development. Um, so uh, it's supposed to come out in 2022, but they did say they announced it early, so I don't know if 2022 will be expected. Uh, or realistic um, so yeah I mean obviously I'm very against this idea of like announcing things too early I do say that I will say that I, I think there is a little bit of an exception that we can make because we are in a pandemic so I do think that they may have planned for the game to be you know further into development by the time the 30th anniversary hit so that they could have made a big announcement so I will give them that but I also do think that you can also just tell people that like a new game is coming and without hyping people up and then people won't have the game for like three years or something like that um but yeah I mean that's that's kind of my thing it's like being aware that we are in a pandemic and things get delayed and things aren't aren't going to, as planned for literally no one um but it also kind of sucks to be like excited about something and then to be told like yeah we may have told that too early and the game may not come out next year <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> Yeah, what do y'all think? Um, <laughs> I, as a, somebody that was actively following Kingdom Hearts 3, I know what this is like. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because, what was it? 2023, 2023, they announced Kingdom Hearts 3 coming soon. And I'm pretty sure we didn't get any information for a whole ass two years until 2015. And we got another trailer. And then we were like, oh, we wonder when the game's going to come out. And it just, we didn't really get to even see much in it until I think 2018 was when we actually started getting full-on information. And it came out in 2019, I believe. So it was like six years. We kind of waited six or seven from announcement to the actual game coming out. And it's just, take your time. Until you have stuff together, planned out, and ready to go, please don't announce your fucking games. Like, I know we are in a pandemic now, but I don't think you should still rush to, like, release something, you know? I don't think they needed to rush to, like, put it on the anniversary. I think they could have went without that, because the anniversary isn't going anywhere. They could have just, like, did it next year. I know it's not a special number, but... It it can still be thirty one. It was for me. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it would have been valid to be like, "Hey, it's the anniversary, and you know, because of the circumstances that we're going through, we don't have a game this year, but we are working hard, and maybe they could have shown like some art for it, or <laughs> they could have shown just a little bit or whatever." But uh, I think showing a trailer, I think, 
I think for us, we kind of get it when it's like a 30-second trailer and there's it's only cinematic and sometimes not even a logo. You're, we're like, okay, the game is still very early on. But the average person doesn't know that. <laughs> right. So I'm like, what am I supposed to pull from this? And I'm like, well, apparently you're not supposed to pull anything right. from it. So here that we are. running. Right. Sonic, Sonic running through a forest. Sonic running through the forest. Symbol appears. Green forest? Green goes black. <laughs> White jungle, maybe? I just... This is clown behavior mm-hmm. um i know that like if they hadn't released anything about a new game during the 30th anniversary they would have gotten clown for it like i totally get like feeling the pressure to announce something during the 30th anniversary but like uh, like <laughs> to to like put a date on it and and then like delay because like I feel like I say this every single time we talk about like a game being delayed. It's like just don't announce release dates. Like we understand yeah. that things are gonna get delayed because of the pandemic. Like totally fine. Like absolutely. Like maybe like an estimate. Maybe like a put a thing like Nintendo does at the front of the directs. Like everything's subject to change. Pandemic times. Right. But just announcing release dates for anything in this pandemic is clown behavior in my opinion and like just like putting this out there and then being like just kidding it probably won't come out for a while like bye Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially like 2022 being the estimated day or like estimated year because it's like the average development cycle i feel like is like two or three years so the fact that they're like oh it's coming out next year which at most would be like a year and a half if it comes out in holiday. And then they said they don't have enough stuff to actually make a trailer at the anniversary, which was like, what, a month ago? Like, something's not right. Like, I don't, especially with the pandemic going on, like, I I don't think 2022 is a good estimate. I think 2023 would be the safest. Normalized companies overshooting when they're releasing a game, like right. say like twenty twenty five, and they're they're like, oh, we finished it early. Twenty twenty three, and everybody right. just like shits with pants instantly. Like, right? Could you imagine? That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> iconic. Games come out two years early, and we're just like, <gasps> oh, right? God, that'd be so good. <laughs> oh, that, that would that would actually be iconic. Let's let's. It challenged the companies to do that. Can we have that? Right. Overshoot your release dates challenge. Mm-hmm. Do that challenge. Right. I mean, I guess if it comes out 2023, 20, I mean, I guess that's fine. I just want it to be good because Sonic Forces kind of was, it just exists. And I mean, I get it. it was That came out like about, what, four years ago? But oh, I God. mean. Yeah, but I mean, it's saying it's coming out next year, and then it, it's just like it's so soon. And like, like was it was it like a month ago that mm-hmm. that happened? And then so it's like, I mean, what happened in a in a month that is like okay, so this may not happen. Did y'all just say we right. don't like this? We're scrapping it. I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that at least something is coming. I wish we would have like been able to see more of what it is, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not as let down about it because I mean, I don't have much faith in them making a good 3D Sonic game at this point. But they haven't to me since Generations, which has been 10 years. Like Lost World was all over the place. 
Sonic Boom. Well, that was a mess. I think there was there another Sonic Boom. I think that was on 3DS. That was also kind of a mess. Uh, yes. Yeah. All a those mess. weren't not worse than that. Great. So then we got Forces, and then that just felt. I don't know. Like there was. I don't know how we went from generations to like a working formula from Unleashed that people like at least the day cycle. Then we went to Colors and people like that. And then we went to Generations. And then after that, it's just 10, 10 years of just whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So it's hard for me to be like as irritated about it because I'd have to like really, really care about it. And I haven't had a good 3D Sonic experience in 10 years. So. Yeah. It, it 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 is kind of concerning that it seems like their kind of formula for a Sonic game is kind of like repeating itself as far as like this is probably going to be rushed as well like a lot of their games are and I think like last time there was a thing well the first time there was like a big anniversary they rushed it and then Sonic 06 happened and we all know what that was like and then the Fresh. <laughs> right and then the next big anniversary was Sonic Generations which was really good so it's like are we just repeating the cycle of like okay this anniversary trash next anniversary iconic um i would hope that's not the case but i mean if you don't have enough footage for a trailer like if we can see it from the outside, y'all can see it from the inside. And I'm sure there's so many wonderful devs in there being like, it's not ready. <laughs> and they're like, the, we're, we're going ahead. And they're like, please no. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm, I know for sure that's a thing. I know for sure that's a thing. Like, I don't know, but we can all assume that's a thing because devs know. And usually it's like a producer management thing where they're like, you can make that date, right? And they're like, I don't think so. And they're like, sure, I'll take that as a yes. Just don't see your family on the weekends. That will be, that will do it. Because like literally every time a game comes out and like it's a flop, we hear stuff like from behind the scenes. Yeah. That's like the dev said like months ago that this was not ready and they had to release it anyway. Like literally right. every single time. A, a, like a game comes out and it's horrible we hear things like people the producers were warned ahead of time that it was not going to be ready by this date and they, they they pushed them to release it then anyway right so i i know i know that if this game does not get like severely severely delayed we'll hear stuff about that mm -hmm. at some point <laughs> yeah delay it please make it good Please. We don't need another oh. flop. Yeah. Speaking speaking of clownery and flop flop eras, Dex, you want to get into your story for the week? Absolutely. It's like the shortest fucking thing, but it spoke volumes to me, and I just wanted to scream. Um. So Nintendo Japan announced that they were going to be cutting off credit card support for 3DS and Wii U shops. And I'm scared that that means that it's going to be in general soon, which is not good because um, not a lot of games 
from the 3DS and Wii U era are available anywhere else. So we're nervous that we're just going to just lose the access of like all these games. And it's like highly worrying because like I know obviously Sony has done this before. Like they like tried to turn off the PS3 and the PSP shop. But as far as I know, like they still had a decent amount of um games um from like PS Now and such. So like I feel like it would have been fine if like those went down, not if they were fine to go, go down, but like if as long as like they had some backup, but like hopefully they would add more. But like with Nintendo, like there's no there's nothing. Like there's no way to play Wii U games on the Switch unless they remaster them. They've only remastered like three or four. And then it's like in 3DS, like only 3DS games are on the 3DS and like nowhere else. So unless you, you know, do do the E word, most of these games are not accessible. So I just I don't know what they're gonna do, but if they turn this off, I feel like hell is gonna break loose. But <laughs> how do y'all feel about this announcement? I read this and I was quaking because like it's not just like 3DS games. There there are a lot of like on the 3DS store, like all of the original like Game Boy Color Pokemon games are on there and like they're not available on Switch. And I was just like, and you can't play those original Game Boy Color games anymore because like the internal batteries in the Game Boy Color cartridges died. So <laughs> like it's been like you like you can play them, but you can't save. No, so, I just remembered all my old Pokemon are now gone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry to, to break it to you, but it, all of the Pokemon that you have on your Game Boy Color cartridges are gone. I'm so That's sorry. Of bad news. Oh, are all cartridges like that, or was that only specifically Game Boy Colors? Uh, I think it's just Game Boy Color. Game Boy Advance, I I've, have played on Game Boy Advance cartridges on my Game Boy Advance, and they do still save. Um, but any of the, um, I actually tried it cause I still have my Game Boy Color and my Game Boy Color cartridges. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually did boot up all of my Game Boy Color cartridges and all of the saves are wiped and they can't save anymore oh. uh, because of the, because of the internal batteries. So I did actually buy like Pokemon Yellow on the 3DS eShop and like, it's not available on Switch. Like there would be no other way for me to play it and be able to save other than to get it on the 3DS store. So it seems like absolutely wild to me to shut off like support for the the 3DS store because there's so many things. Like I know they're not making 3DSs anymore, but there are so many games and that's just like one example. So many games that are on the 3DS store that are not on the Switch eShop and I don't know if they have any plans of like porting them over to the Switch eShop. <laughs> and right. it's like, we would lose access to so many games. <laughs> the biggest thing I don't understand from Nintendo is that each system has like random quote unquote like backwards compatibility with like other games that they have in the eShop or like are playable because like with the 3DS, you can do, you know, like the Game Boy games. But then the Wii U had like a place where you can play like GameCube games. But then the Switch has SNES. But it's like, why can't we just get all that on the same system? Like, why does it have to be separate? 
on but each system, and then y'all are already going to stop supporting them. So it's just, I, just, I don't, I don't get it. So they can yeah. sell you the new upgraded version in HD, so you can buy it again. This time now in 60 frames per second. We did a little bit with the filtering. Pokemon and yellow even... in 60 frames per second. Shut <laughs> up. No. Oh, God. That'd be great. Uh, it's almost as if Nintendo doesn't have an online service in which they bring older games and they emulate them for as long as you pay for their online service. It's not like they have a system like that where they could catalog games from all of their previous consoles and run them on the Switch. Oh wait, they do and they don't use it at all. <laughs> They usually just for SNES games, and then they're like, fuck everything else. Well, they are adding um, three upcoming Super Nintendo games, but no one knows what they are. Right. Yeah, yeah we know what, the, well, we rephrase that. We know what they are, but it's like, Do I don't remember care? this game. <laughs> like, what was this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my Super Castlevania 4. I mean, I, I have that on like the kind of Castlevania collection. That might be why. But you get what I'm saying. They just add games that people don't really know instead of games that people want. Mm-hmm. I don't get why they do that. And I don't understand mm-hmm. like why when it comes to backwards compatibility, they're so bad. This is why like on the Switch, I am very wary about buying like games, like indie games, because there's some games I would like to play on the go. But then it's like, I only want to buy them once. So it's Switch or PC. But if I get it on PC, I'm not going to have this issue. But when the next Nintendo console come out, it may just be stuck on my Switch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, so I don't know why they don't just bring them over. I mean, people been wanting backwards compatibility. I mean, yeah, they had it on the Wii U. It had Wii... Well, for GameCube, you had to, like, mod it or something. They didn't have it there, like, originally. It's doable, but they didn't, like, activate it for, or something for some reason. Okay. So I I don't know. It's one of those times where Nintendo is just really behind the times. I mean, did they uh, not see how well their like virtual consoles did and like how people were excited about stuff like that when like they released the original like Game Boy Pokemon titles and stuff like that? It's like people will buy them again. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, they saw Damn that, but people. they could have saw it the bad way. <laughs> Because you got to look at it, what, what, what actually happened. This is why I kind of hate it. They had the Wii Virtual Console, then the 3DS, then the Wii U. And if you bought it on one, it didn't go to the next one. I can't tell you. Well, I bought at least Super Mario Brothers at least two, three times. Ooh. So they probably just going to release it on like the Switch. I if they guess. Do, and yeah. they'd be like, you got to buy them all again. And that's what they, that's, that's going to be like, yeah, yeah. we learn from people's <laughs> love for the Virtual Consoles. That's we so that true. You buy it again. Am I putting that in the air? Uh, no, yeah. you're not. You're not putting. We. I feel like Nintendo fans have done it to themselves by buying it over and over again. They're like, oh, we see the pattern. They're buying the games again. So <laughs> they do. They do release digital versions of all the Game Boy Color Pokemon games for the Switch. I will buy them again. Mm. I will. Mm. I'm people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why at times I I perfectly prefer other methods. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you you make it a pain in the ass when people want to like actually give you money. Like I'm not gonna wait 50 years and fight for all my life to get two pixels running on my screen <laughs> at like a couple more frames per second than they used to. Like girl, right. it's, it shouldn't be this serious. 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a sign of things to come, though. Uh, bringing it back to the 3DS, it's definitely... Uh, probably by next year, they're going to bring that over here in the West. And then eventually, I think they're just going to phase out 3DS support as a whole. And hopefully, a lot of those games will make their way onto the Switch. Um, that would be my hope. Because, um, I mean, we just said it. People will buy them again, so we, you might as well just bring them over. I do think that with 3DS games, I think they kind of fucked themselves over a little bit. Because it's going to be really hard to port some of them to the Switch. And we already saw what happened with the first, like, with the original The World Ends With You, and how everyone was like, oh, this is not great on the Switch. Um, so, because that was, like, a big uh, Square Enix title from the DS era, so it's like, can they do it? Um, they probably can with some of them, but it's going to be hard to do it, especially if they don't see it as, like, if it's going to be worth it. Um, I mean, it varies depending on the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, they... So I it depends, it depends on the dual on screen capabilities. Because like you can do them on like some of the games like emulation, like no problem. It just mm -hmm. depends on like if it's like Pokemon, more than likely you're not gonna have to since if member mem memory serves me correctly, the only one I played from back then was Gen 4. You mostly just press buttons. Like you could use the stylus, yeah. but you didn't need to. So mm -hmm. if it's something like that, you'll probably be fine. But if it's something that it like requires you to like draw something. Castlevania, um, you m might run into an issue there unless they find a way to just redo that. And unfortunately, no Nintendo, they may not find that worth their time. Or in that case, it would be Konami, which we know how that is. I don't know if people would necessarily be disgusted if some of those games made it to mobile, though, because you know, mm -hmm. touch screen. Mm. <laughs> they could just do that. For some games, uh, I know some people will hate it, but I mean, I feel like I, I would rather have that than the games just disappear and be removed from the sands of time. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I I hope and pray for a day that they bring like Kid Icarus Uprising or something. I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a situation. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to get on to we our last couple stories are like more like things we're excited about? <laughs> yeah, it's start. less clownery <laughs> and more, more happiness. Yeah, and more fun things. All right, so season five of Fall Guys just came out. I have not had the chance to play it yet, but it looks so cute. I <laughs> I love the idea of like this jungle theme because I feel like it like really lends itself to like an obstacle course like you think of like Indiana Jones stuff mm -hmm. and like Legends of the Hidden Temple stuff and like there's there's a lot of like jungle themed obstacle course things that are already like in popular culture and it's just it's just like yeah of course they would do that so I'm I'm super excited to play that. I definitely want to play it on here at some point with with y'all. The um, what was that? What was the um, that like room called? The, uh, um, the Lost like, Temple. The um, <laughs> their most ambitious round yet. <laughs> I am so excited to play that. 
I know I'm gonna be frustrated because like it changes every time and like you're not gonna be able to get good at it. But <laughs> I'm so excited to play that. I mean, a lot um, of their levels have become not procedurally generated, but they've they've made it to a point where like if you play for like an hour, you're not gonna get the exact same configuration. Like even if the layout of the level is the same, a lot of it will be like altered and slightly different and remixed, right? So uh, yeah. I'm definitely excited for this. I think that they did a really good job after season two was kind of not the best. Um, they did release like a survey and people were able to like fill it out with like uh, theme suggestions and like stuff like that. And, and they were able to kind of gauge what people actually wanted for future seasons. And they've been hitting it out of the park every time. Like, the, the latest season that they did that was, like, retro synthwave vibes four. was great. Uh, now the new one, like, the jungle theme, it's definitely, like, gonna be, like, exciting as well. Because, like you said, it's gonna be fun to do, like, obstacle courses and to kind of, uh, you know, all the cuteness that can come as well from, like, animal-themed costumes and stuff like that. Uh, I know they're also doing, like, Ratchet and Clank as, like, a theme, like, a collaboration as well, which makes sense, because, you know, an animal. Um, and, yeah, it's it's exciting. Uh, it's definitely something that we will get into at some point, either on our own channels or over here. Um, it, I, I think it's going to be fun to, to get into it and to get into the new season, for sure. I haven't played it yet either, but I, I want to. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. What do, what do y'all think? I know, like, y'all aren't as big into Fall Guys as we are. <laughs> but do y'all have thoughts? I don't play Fall Guys at all, so my thought is... Neat! <laughs> Not good for y'all. <laughs> but yeah, like... I haven't played Fall Guys in, like, forever, but... It seemed really interesting. Like, I, I do like this, like, Lost Temple. Like, I think that's going to be really cool. It seems like it'd be really fun. So, hope y'all have fun. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my God. you might I be able love... to relate with Fortnite. Oh. <laughs> um, and how they are... I think we said it here on the show... And we had, like, a brief moment where I think I said something to the effect of, like, wouldn't it be so funny and so iconic if Epic, of all people, outside of June, announced a Pride thing? And we were like, yeah, but that would never happen. <laughs> Cut to July uh, 2021, and they said, hi, Rainbow Royale is here. Hi, Hi, gay. Hi, gay. <laughs> I'll share away with these new skins oh. and sprays. <laughs> I, I do think it, it's a really cool thing that they're making a stance and they're saying that everyone is welcome on the battle bus and that they're celebrating the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, they added rainbow sprays, um, rainbow wraps for like weapons and uh outfits and stuff as well as a take a bow rainbow bow take a bow rainbow bow emo 
it's listen they 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 stretched you know it was a stretch it was a reach uh and i tried to sell it but i couldn't um but <laughs> the another cool thing that they did was uh they actually added to their like in-game radio they added lgbtqia plus artists so they added big frida they added little last x uh, King Princess, Troy Sivan, Ben Platt, Daya, Haley Kiyoko, and Kim Petras. So um, it's very exciting. It, the celebrations do end uh, in July 27th. Uh, so, you know, they're not celebrating hey. us for too long. Um, so, you know, but they are celebrating us <laughs> with okay, free items. So I oh, have we- a question. Because I know that y'all girlies got some goodies. Are those only going to be for the people that got goodies from them? Or are they going to be available for everybody at some point? That is a great question. (laughs) Because in the shop, it keeps giving us a timer. Like, oh, it's going to change in like 24 hours. And then you go to the 24 hours and it's like, oh, it's going to change in another 24 hours. Because it's the same items and they have not changed. And it's been like that for a week. And now that you've said it as like the 27th, I'm like, oh, we don't have these skins. We only have like these sprays and this one emo. Can we get can we get a little more? Right, yeah. <laughs> they, I'm kinda angry. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they um they, they they contacted uh Rainbow Arcade. Uh it's a Twitch uh, LGBTQIA plus Twitch team that I happen to be a part of. Our very own Lotus and Pants are also a part of it. And they did send us like codes for like um I think they call it like a stylish set, which is like they just sent us like a bunch of like customizable characters where you can change like the color of their outfits and one of the options is rainbow. Um, so you can have like a rainbow jacket, you can customize the characters, they have characters of uh, different ethnicities as well, which is really nice to to be able to choose from. Um, so I don't know if they're going to have that either as like a free pack or if that's going to be a thing where they're going to add the, the stylish pack into rotation at some point. Um, I would assume that if they app- if they happen to add it even if it's like outside of pride month that you would have the rainbow thing if you already redeemed it uh as like the rainbow customizable thing for the weapons and for like banners and characters and stuff if you already redeemed that i think you can just use that for the stylish pack um but they didn't really inform us on whether or not that's going to be like purchasable or if it's going to be a thing they they were just like hey we're doing rainbow royale and y'all are rainbow arcade so do you want some codes for free shit and we're like yeah um so there's that (laughs) uh but yeah it's it's um i wish it wasn't like a super limited edition kind of thing because it's like hi gay log in really quickly for like the next couple weeks or you're gonna miss out on the gay things um yeah, it's very like, hi, gay, bye, gay. Um, but I do think th- there is a part of me that is very into the idea of them pissing off all the homophobes by just posting that and being like, hi, we'll welcome everyone in our battle bus. And that includes the LGBTQIA plus community. And I just love that idea of pissing off the straights a little bit and being like, no, we're doing it. And they don't have to pay for the things either. 
it's a free celebration. I just, I, I really like that. As, like, them taking a stance on something, it really makes me, like, happier to kind of see that. I did really enjoy that. And I love that, like, this feels like a direct response to, like, the queer takeover of Fortnite that we've kind of seen happening yeah. over the past few months. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we noticed a bunch of queer people playing our game. Let's put something in there for them. Yeah, right. I... I really enjoy that, like, they're kind of seeing it and being like, what if we did this? Oh, the gays. Oh, the gays are here. <laughs> so Maybe, we just want to uh, say, you know, hi to the PR marketing team that watches Just Gaming Things, because we did give that idea to you for free. Um, so hi. Um, <laughs> that we our impact, you know, our impact. <laughs> um no, it's really gaggy, though, that we we were like, that would be so iconic if they did something for the gays in July, and they did. And they <laughs> like, did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, are they listening? Oh. Wow. Well. Us? Wow. <laughs> Changing the gaming industry one episode at a time? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Now let let's just get the gays to actually support companies that are willing to do this instead of you know other games. Uh huh. If you know, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. But I, I these these ones have not um, gotten me into the Fortnite. We yet. sure haven't. Um, I d- I don't know if they will. But I'm just like, I'm sitting over here on the sidelines and I'm just like, that's cool of them. And that's basically all my. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same here. I don't play Fortnite either. But Pokemon Unite, y'all. <laughs> we stare. Speaking of Pokemon Unite, what are we playing? What have we been playing, Dax? Oh, oh me, lol me. Um, so little little story. I I beat Need for Speed Underground to Sunday, like Iconic. immediately the day after. <laughs> um, just giving things, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a lot of stuff in 14. And then Pokemon Unite dropped and ruined my life. Um, so I haven't. <laughs> Played 14 this week because of Pokemon Unite. So there's that. <laughs> but how about you, Koka? Um, well, see, well, of course, I mean, obviously Dokkan, so I'm not going to go there. It's been slow this week. Um, so I did get um, Pokemon Shield in the mail, like, a, was it last past Monday? So I've been playing that this past week. Ooh. Um, it's it's okay so far. I spent most of my time in the wild area. Um, because I got like nine hours in and I only got two badges. I spent most of my time running around in there. Um all I'm gonna say so far is it feels like a few every few steps they taken forward for me personally, they took just as many back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the, the wild area, I love it. I think it's fun just running around seeing the Pokemon there and being chased by a deli bird. Like Imagine just you just running and this bird with a bag of presents is chasing you. That's like one of the best things I've seen. And oh I love it. Bird? Yes. Caught it. <laughs> and I loved it. But then I come across the some who are just apparently too strong. And I can beat them, but I can't 
catch them yet because my level isn't high enough. Why? Oh, yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, you get up here and it's like, oh, okay. The ray parts are pretty cool until I learned that it's not a 100% catch. I almost spat out my drink. I caught like five like in a row. And then the sixth one is like, it went back into the den. I'm like, that can happen? <laughs> right. Apparently, yes. Yeah. So, so um, I did also get the DLC. I've heard good things about it. So I'm very interested, at least going into the wild area into that, which you could probably already guess. The most fun I'm having is catching Pokemon in the wild area. But the story aspect, not so much. I don't like my rival because he keeps stopping everywhere I go. He keeps healing my... Can people stop healing my Pokemon without my permission? Don't touch my Pokemon. I stop that. I can beat you fine. The game is a bit handholding. I thought it, I heard it was. It, it is, holds yeah. hands pretty. It's really bad. Like a perfect example is like the sec. It was when you go against Nessa. I can't remember the president Rose. Something about him is off to me. Um, and then you have whatever his secretary, I guess, name is, and she's like, when you could beat him, go here. You beat the gym, then she comes out and says, all right, go here. And I'm like, I don't need you to do that, because it's not like when I go to the menu, the menu is also telling me where to go. I'm like, why are y'all stopping my experience to tell me something every time I take, like, a few feet? But Man. I do like the gym battles a little bit. Um, I like just, the, I guess, how they have that set up and how you're, like, in the stadium. The gym battle music is actually pretty sick. I, I do like that. So there's things that I like and there's things that I'm kind of like, okay. Mm. But aside of that, uh, I did play Pokemon Unite for the first time yesterday. Um, I probably spent most of my time just trying to like go through the tutorial. Um, the first time it had me do a matchmaking, I'm honestly not sure if that was part of the tutorial or was that I actually playing against people because I won and I was like, first place. So I'm like, Iconic. am I playing against actual people or... Did I win? I don't know. Um, I want to play Lucario. Um, unfortunately, I have learned again. I don't play MOBA, so please forgive me. Um, you can't pick the same characters. So I have some friend in this group chat, and three and we like two, three of us supposed to play Lucario, and I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? Pick someone else? And the answer is yes. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe it. Can you imagine? I I have been on that Pokemon Unite train. I sure have. I sure have. It's so funny to me that my story also started with 14. Because um, they were like, they sent me an email. They were like, hi, gay. Um, we have a free login event for like 15 days. Um, and you qualify for it. So do you want to come back? And I was like... Sure, let me re-download it. I also I also got a new PC, so yay, I can play games on my PC and actually like stream them also. It's, you know, it's great. Um But um I was like, oh 14, lovely. And then like Wednesday came around and Pokemon Unite came around and I was like, oh wig, let me give it a try. So yeah, we haven't gotten too much into it, but yeah, Pokemon Unite is essentially a Pokemon MOBA. I like to call it Baby's First MOBA, the same way that the regular Pokemon titles are Baby's First RPG. Uh, this is Baby's First MOBA, so uh, it's not. It doesn't have the most complicated gameplay features. It doesn't have. It's fairly straightforward, especially if you follow the full tutorial, um, and it's 
I will say a lot of fun for me because I the one thing about MOBAs that I dislike a lot is that the matches take forever. Um, so I used to play League of Legends and I remember it would be like one episode of a podcast would be the equivalent of one match. And it would have those awkward moments of like, wait, do I have time to start a match before I have something else to do or whatever? But with Pokemon Unite, every match is capped at 10 minutes. So you basically just score. Uh, and that's how you take the points from from the opponent. You just score as much as you can. And then they they take the elements of like, you know, building up your character the same way that you would for other MOBAs, but obviously Pokemon can evolve, so that's like a cool feature that they added, and Pokemon learn new moves as they go as they level up in the regular games. So that actu- that actually does tie in with the Pokemon kind of lore, and it makes sense. So everything does make sense. There's like jungle areas where like you're supposed to like level up, gain like buffs for your characters, which are obviously wild Pokemon. So it everything just kind of makes sense. The only thing that they kind of stray away from the lore is the type matching like in this game you if you play as like Alolan Ninetales which is like an ice Pokemon you can beat up like a fire Pokemon a fire type that's just the thing that can happen so that's like the only thing that's kind of weird as you play Pokemon Unite you're like huh we are not doing type matchups today um but other than that it's it's just super fun uh we haven't really gotten into everyone's main so who do you main Dex? Um, <laughs> I'd say it's too early for me to choose a maid because I never try anybody. But I've mainly been bouncing between, depending on what the team needs, either Talon Flame or um Slowpoke. But then like Zarawa and um in quick match and quick battles. Ooh, what about you, Koga? Who have you been playing as? Um. Of course, um, mostly Charizard. Um, like I said, I do want to try Lucario, but I'm going to have to <clears throat> buy them or something or just wait forever to have enough coins. To, yeah. To, I'll throw in $8, but, but when I do that, can't nobody else pick them, okay? So outside of that, just um, mostly just Charizard. I didn't have like a specific reason. I just picked one that I like. Like I said, I don't really understand MOBAs too much. So like I just go to the top lane or whatever and try not to die <laughs> i know i know i know a few things here and there but i just i'm still learning that but for right now it's just probably going to be charizard until i open my wallet in like an hour <laughs> not, the not an exactly hour one hour <laughs> <laughs> i i mean it takes a while yeah it yeah it does it does take you a while to get uh coins and to just get stuff in general which is normal ish for these types of games that are like free to play with like microtransactions um i will say y'all when given the option to get pikachu or charizard i went with snorlax (laughs) and i have (laughs) zero regrets snorlax has been mommy like when whenever i'm like oh let me play ranked and like everyone has their best foot forward i'm like oh i'll be i'll be snorlax unless they already have a defender i'll be like okay i'll be snorlax that's the girly i can handle because he's more like tanky so you don't have to concern yourself too much with dying because you know with mobas it's very easy for you to get greedy and start dying um Mm -hmm. so yeah 
Snorlax is one of my main girlies. I did uh, save up in-game coin to purchase uh, Wigglytuff. <laughs> so she's also a, my one of my girlies. Uh, Slowbro is cute. I like Slowbro. Um, I like Venusaur. And... Of course, my, my one of my new faves has been Alola Ninetales. I do, I do, I do love her. She's iconic. Uh, I'm not the greatest at her, but uh, I feel like I have kind of a, a wide range of different types of uh, Pokemon. My only one that I'm missing is a Speedster, but I, I think I'm going to be saving for a Gengar for that because uh, iconic. We love Gengar in this house, um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I haven't really been up to too much. I did get sick last week, which is why I wasn't on the podcast. Uh, so yeah, I, I haven't been up to too, too much. But Pokemon Unite has been taking over a lot of my time, for sure. What about you, Spain? So far, I'm the only one that has not gotten sucked into Pokemon Unite. I'm really tempted, though. But I'm just like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be my thing. <laughs> It's almost as if it's, if only it was a free game that you could just, like, uninstall if you didn't like. Right. No, but, like, oh, I'm already, I already got back into 14. So I've been doing 14, like, all week. I'm finishing up, uh, like, post-Shadowbringers. I'm, like, getting all my Aether Currents for Shadowbringers now. And and getting all ready for Endwalker and everything. And I'm just, like... If I if I play Pokemon Unite, it's gonna consume all of my time. But what, I'm playing what, what me and me and Ruby told you you can play it while you're in queue. Right. <laughs> it's like a ten minute match. You can you can squeeze that into while you're waiting for like a queue, or like a five minute match if you're doing a quick match. What's your excuse? <laughs> right, but like, oh. you can also really that long. You can also. It depends. Yeah, just, <laughs> if it's like a story about, thing, it, it it might take a while because if it's like not a popular thing, people might not go for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I play DPS, so my cues are always ridiculous. Uh, you can also play in bed when you get tired because you know switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, you let me see the live peer pressure as everybody convinces me to join Unite. We can't get you in Fortnite, so we're gonna try to get you in Unite. <laughs> it might happen. It might happen. It might. I mean, listen, it's a free download. If you hate it and you tell us that you hate it, we That's will okay. accept it. Yeah. But it's free and it's there. But you're like, oh, I'm tempted, but I don't know. I'm like, um. And nobody knows what they're, a lot of people don't know what they're doing, so it's like the perfect time. Yeah, right. it's like early game, too. Like, there's a lot of baby players. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm tempted by outfits, like a lot of the outfits are really cute, and like... For those two. Uh Uh-huh. But like, okay, the game itself may not cost money, but it might cost me my time, and I, like, I have so much work to do, and also I'm playing 14. Oh, it's interesting how work just came up after 14. Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> do you also want to tell us the amount of times you uh pulled uh one-nighters to play 14 Ooh. um <laughs> suddenly you had time for that um <laughs> no i do not i don't want to talk about it 
Ah, interesting. My <laughs> defense, it's been a very long time since I've pulled an all-nighter in 14. That's true. But, but it was also day one of you coming back to 14. <laughs> you also stayed up till 6 a.m. Stop! <laughs> Anyway, now that we've bullied Spin, um... <laughs> where can we find you to bully you some more? Yeah. <laughs> where can our audience find you to also peer pressure you into playing Unite? If you if you want to come yell at me, you can do it at twitch.tv slash spinblend, or also on Twitter at spinblend, or also on TikTok at spinblend. You can yell at me at any of those places. <laughs> And also your brand new YouTube channel. Also on my brand new YouTube channel at Lindblend, uh, where I'm doing exclusively VTuber stuff. So I'm I'm my drag queen VTuber Lindblend, and I play mystery games on there, and also talk about true crime. And also, did you know that I make and sell soap? Spin Soap Cafe. Everything's on sale. Okay, now I hide from everybody trying to get me to play Unite. <laughs> yeah, get your fan in the right order. Get your fan in the right order before you 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 hide from us. <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> what about you, Ruby? <laughs> you can find me at most platforms at Project Ruby. Um, I also recently started doing weekly uploads on my YouTube channel, so I started off with a K-pop album unboxing. It's it's kind of like a two-part series because I got two albums, so you know, I'm milking that for the content. So this week we had uh, the BTS B album Essential Edition, which <laughs> did not come with the randomized photo card. Um, I cut it out of the video, but I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that the album is cut open on the side. Um, I hope there's no repercussions for that. And it's like, oh, yeah, the the yeah, the photo card is missing. But I also um, sneak peek at my next video. Uh, I also unboxed uh, Shiny's Atlantis album. So stay tuned for that uh, early on Ko-Fi at Project Ruby and then public for everybody by Wednesday. So teehee. Um, yeah, other than that, um, you can just expect my streaming things at Project Ruby, on my Twitter, all that fun stuff. Uh, TikTok, the Project Ruby, where I just post random shit at this point. But uh, yeah, what about you, Koga? Um, you can find me on here on Twitch and Twitter at Kogas underscore Jangles. Hmm. Did I say that right? I feel like I made a mistake. You, you did say it. Kogas <laughs> instead of Koga. Right, find me here at Koga underscore <laughs> Jangles. That's that's my name. You can find me on here on Twitch and Twitter. Um, I, I might be playing Pokemon Unite on stream again. I did play it last night. Which, like I say, it was pretty. I mean, it, 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 I'll probably end up playing it again and see how I feel about it. But you can, of course, find me on there or on Twitter where I. I honestly just retweet a bunch of shit at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, we know. Ah! <laughs> yeah. conversation about things that have appeared on our feeds because of. We, we may have seen something pop up on our feed uh, that may or may not include the words uh, breedable. 
uh, and I deleted the other one from my brain, probably for a good reason. Um, but I hate that you remembered the worst one. The what? Wo- yeah. <laughs> I was like, what was the other one? <laughs> Sub- submissive. One. Submissive and breedable. That's the one. Um, yeah. Uh, but follow Koga, please. Follow uh, all of us, <laughs> including Dex. <laughs> Hi. You, you, <laughs> you can find me also retweeting shit on Twitter, but <laughs> usually just K-pop things or memes at Dexas of Us. Then you can find me possibly streaming once in like a new moon on Twitch at Dextralicious. And then you can find me on YouTube with random ass fucking videos at Dextralicious as well iconic all around and you can find us at just gaming tings with a z at the end um on all of the things we are on twitter we are on twitch you may have to look us up on youtube spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts but we're there so hit that follow button right now on youtube it's a subscribe button if it's free and it's a button that you can press please do it it helps us out a lot press the buttons (laughs) Please do it. Pushing <laughs> on my butt, babe. <laughs> oh my goodness. And now that we're getting DMCA'd, um, uh, we're on our way out. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching and or listening. We love you so much. Uh, we will be joining you next week for another episode where we talk about all the gaming teens. So, uh, yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.